Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to No Straight Answers, the podcast where we talk to LGBT plus people about what's on their mind and generally have a good old chinwag. No offence, cishets, but you've got enough platforms. I'm Jen, or Genegade Master if you're nasty. Back once again with the Genegade Master. Pre-COVID comedian, Twitch streamer and YouTuber. They are real jobs, despite what my mum says. Today, we're talking to the effervescent Darnet Dibble top-notch Twitch streamer and all-around cool guy. I didn't make him cry. Okay, I did, but it was for happy reasons. Really enjoyed this one, and nobody tried to set fire to their own house this time, so I'll consider that a win. Enjoy! So with me today is Darnit Dibble. Would you like to tell us about, about yourself, Dibble? Uh, yeah, I'm Dibble. Uh, I'm 25, and I am a trans non-binary man, and... I've just started doing Twitch, and that's about all I do. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting the age to be thrown in there. That's kind of like a Tinder bio, and I like it. (laughs) I like long walks on the beach. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) A Long Island iced tea, just so everyone knows. So I want to talk to you today, Dibs, basically to get your viewpoint on some stuff um, and how you feel about things, and if there's anything that's bothering you. We'll see where the conversation goes. So... (laughs) Dibble, tell me what you think about Pride. I'm quite a fan of Pride. I've been 
twice. Once when I was 14, wasn't out, and was trying to discover myself. And the second time I went, I was 23, and it was my best friend's Hindu. Everyone there was queer uh, in the party, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. Mm. Um, It's definitely, I think, become a lot more commercialized in recent years with like having to pay to get into places rather than it just being a celebration of uh, queer people as a whole. But I still think that it's a good thing for us to have Mm -hmm. because it makes, um, it just makes the LGBTQ community more uh, accessible to people. Yeah. Some people aren't able to find safe places on the internet or um, join groups because of various different reasons. But Mm -hmm. when it's just like, just there and people are out and proud and just being who they are that sometimes is just enough for someone to be like oh that's me i'm like this person i'm like that person um which can be really helpful to a lot of people especially like young people that are trying to figure out who they are i think it's really interesting that you phrase it like that because i think for me like i've said before that the first one i went to i was literally in my 30s because i was a super good ally and it was like i shouldn't be there basically um, so the first one I went to is when I was questioning and I didn't tell my parents I was going because I was living back with my parents because it was a post-divorce thing. I was living back with my parents. I didn't tell them I was going to it because in Cardiff they merge it with something called the Big Weekend, which ties into that commercialization thing, certainly. Um, and it's that's got its whole, it's a whole other discussion. It's got other issues. Yeah. Um, but I went there, didn't tell anybody. And it was like, I was able to sneak in. It's like this whole argument for having like ally in the um lgbt plus thing because sometimes sometimes people do have to say that they're an ally as they're sort of like you know to say to stay safe so i think in my case i went on my own and i went there and and i spent most of my time just walking around the sort of the, the shop bits and you know people are giving you stickers and all that kind of stuff but just being there really opened up something for me because I was just seeing other people being really comfortable in themselves. And you were like, oh, yeah. maybe this is an option for me. There are people like me and they're out and about and having the best time of their life. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think sometimes people in the LGBT community, especially those that have more privilege than others, kind of forget that yeah. not everyone is safe to be out. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of it comes down to people's upbringings and stuff and the things that they've experienced but like like a bisexual person might go to pride and be in a straight passing relationship mm-hmm. um and they might have to say they're straight because maybe their partner's not comfortable with them being bisexual or their parents or whatever it is. Um, We have to make room for those people. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is another reason why, um, like, say, for example, um, straight people playing 
gay roles in media. Yeah. Um, I think it is really important that we have representation in the actors that play those parts, but also the people that are playing those parts could be in the closet and you just don't know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So... I think there's there's an aspect of that that touches on something else, I think, which is like, you know, when people kind of make judgments about other people, like they try and put labels on people um, without you know, that person necessarily saying it. like the, the example that comes to mind for me is um, I forget what his partner's name is, but there's a guy called Phil somebody dan and phil dan and phil youtubers who for the longest time everyone was going they're definitely together they're definitely in a relationship they must be gay and the entire time they were sat there going we're not we're not we're not we're not and nobody listened to them and then of course when there was a coming out video everyone's like oh well we knew and i feel like there's an aspect of that that really diminishes their coming out story it kind of takes away their power a little bit yeah there are a lot of people that are like um it happened with one of my old friends. She came out as a lesbian and her uh, big sister basically went, yeah, I know. Mm. And that was it. And I think you need to give people their moment when they come out because it's such a big thing. Mm-hmm. Huge. And so it's such a personal journey that you go on to find out who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And it to hear something like that is just like, well, if you knew, <laughs> why, why did I spend five years trying to figure out who yeah, I am? Yeah. If you could just tell, you I know. I felt like that after I came out, where it was just like, because like I've, my parents were kind of non, not bothered by it. I don't think they were surprised, but they didn't say we knew because they didn't know. Yeah. Um, but because I was so old, everyone was just like, all right, do what you want. But my attitude to it was when I was in school, of course, kids are assholes. We know this. Um, there was so much throwing about of you're a lesbian, blah, 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 to me. Like, I used to think back on that stuff and think, if you knew, right, if you knew for definite, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> like, you threw it at me. But if you meant it, like, like tell me properly. Say you're definitely yeah. gay. <laughs> I would have taken that. That would have that would have saved me about five years of agony. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but there's another thing. Um, this is more to do with the trans community than the wider LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. But there's this uh, thing called egg culture. Okay. I've not heard um, of egg culture, but please enlighten me. Um, so basically, it's like... Um, a when a person is like a very good ally to the trans community um, or is very passionate about making sure that people are safe and stuff and then later on they come out as trans themselves a lot of people will say oh they were an egg that cracked okay. as in All right. um, they didn't know that they were trans and then later came out as trans which I have a few opinions about Please tell me the um, opinions, Dibs. <laughs> I I personally don't like it because there's a whole there's a lot of people on like Twitter and Tumblr and all those sorts of places that will use it to uh put someone in a box 
um, so that they have representation in a field that they enjoy. So, for example, there's a YouTube channel called Game Grumps, and one of the guys on it uh, is called Aaron Hansen, and he's a straight, white, cisgender male, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's very open about that, but he's also very, like, uh, in touch with his feelings, and he's very effeminate, and he uh, is very close with his male friends, like, they'll, like, hug and talk about very serious topics on their show that they do on YouTube, but People have taken that fact that he's uh, he knows who he is and basically say, oh, well, he's just an egg. One day he'll come out as trans wow. or he'll come out as non-binary or whatever. And he had to make a statement on Twitter saying, that's, oh, not, that's not right. That's not who I am. <laughs> Please don't do this. Um, I find that so disrespectful. I really yeah, do. Because even if he is trans mm. you don't get to decide when no. the a person comes out or um how they come out about it if they even come out yeah. about it in public you don't you don't get to choose that it's kind of none um, of your business either way yeah. isn't it it's nothing <laughs> to do with you <laughs> i also feel like it kind of it ties into that thing as well about this whole gender stereotyping thing. So he he is saying explicitly he is a straight cis male. So you should believe him in that. So just the just the because he's effeminate or what have you, he's got he's quite in touch with his feminine side. If you want to say it that way, just because that's a thing. I mean, men can be like that. Is there's nothing to say that men can't <laughs> hug their friends and they can't be touchy feely? That's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not. It's not banned because you're a man. <laughs> yeah, it just uh, it just like separates people even more than they need to be separate. Mm. Like every person, their own individual person. Um, but yeah, like coming off of that, I wanted to talk about uh, like representation. Okay, it's a good one. I think. Yeah, LGBTQ people, um, because I've been watching. Uh, this season of US Drag Race. Okay, yeah. Love Drag um, Race, as we know. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the listeners' benefit, we have a RuPaul and Merle and Santino type t-shirt on, which used nice. to be on Redbubble, but got ripped down for copyright infringement. Please tell me about Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, got, got Mick, um, who's yes. currently in the top four uh, for this season, I know. is a trans man. And he's absolutely amazing at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant makeup artist and a brilliant drag artist, and um, it, he is changing the landscape of drag. Like, there's no doubt about that. Wow. Um, but he said something that really uh, stuck with me um, because in one of the episodes, the queens were talking about um, representation and how when they grew up there were or there weren't people like them on TV. Mm-hmm. And Gottmik said that he never saw anyone that was like him ever. Yeah. Because all the trans characters that were on TV, uh, if they were trans women, they were Barbies. And if they were trans men, they were Ken. There was no <laughs> in between. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I've, 
felt that way as well because I'm like Gottmik, I'm quite I guess effeminate is the word, but like you know, I'm just who I am and I don't mm. I don't necessarily want like a exact copy of me to be in a TV show or something. No. But like seeing Gottmik on Drag Race made me realise, oh okay, maybe I'm not so mm. weird. Maybe there are men like me that just I don't know. <laughs> That's lovely though. It's like, yeah. Um, I mean like, again, not from a trans perspective, but from a queer perspective, I went through a similar thing which when I was working my out myself. Like I still haven't nailed down a label at all. I still haven't got one and I think that's fine. Um but I found that in my case, women that were into women were either incredibly like high femme, proper lippy, all this kind of stuff, or they were very, very quite butch lesbians. And I thought, well, I don't fit I don't think I fit in either of them. I'm not like I like just being comfortable. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't mind putting a little bit of slap on for stream, but most of the time can't be bothered. And it's like because I never saw that kind of midpoint. I thought, well, maybe maybe I'm not gay. Probably not. Probably just a straight straight woman in denial or whatever, you know. So I, I think it's fine to say that representation is really, really important because it helps you see other people. Um, I mean, going back to the sort of pride side, that's also, again, what helped me was going to pride and seeing other people like me to go, oh, actually, this is just a normal thing. That's what everybody's yeah. like. Yeah, it makes it just so much easier for you to be comfortable when you're like, okay, there's other people like me. Mm -hmm. Cool. Like, I don't need to worry as much. Even if I don't come out to anyone, like, yeah. I know... That I'm not on my own and that's great you know mm. I think in some ways coming out to yourself is like the hardest part like coming out to other people is awful and I like mm. you know I've said before <laughs> that I was in pieces that the day before I had to come to my parents I was sobbing my heart out but I think it took so much longer to come out to myself to go, well, you can't can't be into women. All, all these years of dating men and going out with men. It's like, and if I'm honest with myself, right, I went out with a lot of men because they asked. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie to you. I just didn't like saying no. I had like years yeah, long well. relationship with men that just because they asked, I wasn't that attracted to them to start with. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get in trouble. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so talking about representation then, I want to talk a little bit about um, Abigail Thorne. Ooh. So Abigail Thorne runs the YouTube channel Philosophy Tube. Um, and I've watched her videos for absolutely donkey's years, right? So her whole thing was she started her channel when the sort of university tuition fees went up because she wanted to use her degree in philosophy to sort of bring philosophy to everybody. Um, I found her stuff really, really interesting and then in January, she came out as a trans woman and she was very, very public about the fact that, you know, she's got this entire history of stuff on YouTube where she was presenting as a man. Um, there is an incredible video that she made in her former life, which is about transphobia. Um, and right at up front, and this is what I love about her, she's basically gone back to comment on that video. So the video, in the video, in the first like 10 seconds, she says, I am a cisgender man, therefore I don't understand, um, you know, this aspect of it from that perspective, blah, blah, blah. And she's yes. put a comment and pinned it at the top of that video to say, 
well, this this is um <laughs> this is a curious thing to watch back now, isn't it? But I think she's just been quite open about the fact that I didn't know then what I know now, and now I know that thing, and it's fine. And I think she's been quite a really positive role model for people. Do you watch yeah, much definitely. of her? Um, yes, I do. In fact, uh, her video identity, a trans coming out story, was the who um she does a bit at the end of the video where she explains how she was feeling through the metaphor of having a crappy job okay and that that metaphor made me realize that i was trans <laughs> and wow i it took me a good hour <laughs> so is this the one to... in january dibs Wow, okay. Blimey. Yeah. Cuz from from the age of about 16, 17, I'd say, I knew that I was not cisgender. Mhm. Uh and it it just didn't feel right to be called a woman. But I didn't want to explore it any further cuz I was like that's a whole box <laughs> of things. You close the lid. We've all been there. We'll just put a put little away. Lid. That'll probably go away. It'll be fine. We'll just tuck it in a cupboard and not think about it, and then it'll just evaporate. It's all right. Exactly. Uh, and then you go back into the cupboard like 10 years later, and the box has turned into a monolith. <laughs> it's going, listen to me, you bastard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was very... That was an interesting time for me, let's say. Wow. Um, How did that feel then? Because then? that's a really recent thing. Yeah, it was the the like relief that I had after realizing was like phenomenal, phenomenal. Sorry, <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> you need to oil sykes me. <laughs> <laughs> I could never um, oil sykes you, Tim. You know this. <laughs> um, and it just like everything that was going on in my life, like. Um, I don't mind saying I'm very open about talking about like my mental health and stuff. Um, at that point, I'd been off work for three months with uh, severe depression and moderate anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand where all the feelings were coming from. And Oh, wow. I had like uh, CBT sessions to try and help figure out what was going on and everything was just it felt like everything was like piling on top of each other and like all the little things that I could usually deal with I just couldn't deal with anymore and then after seeing that video I was like that's that is it that's why I'm that's the reason that's that's why everything's too much for me because I'm not being who I am and after that I was like right (laughs) holy shit dudes uh that's incredible so I've been like coming out to people uh at a relatively slow pace i would say yeah um but i think the more that you do it the easier it gets mm. Mm. you sort of have like a checklist in your head of things you have to say sort of becomes a <laughs> monologue that you can just kind of perform uh, yeah like the the difference i feel now is insane like i couldn't it yeah. kind of feels like i've wasted <gasps> a few years yeah but then 
like if I hadn't, I I probably wouldn't be like sat here talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like like I was talking to my partner, um, and it was weird because I was like, I feel like I've wasted like five years or so of mm-hmm. not being myself. Dibs. But also, if I hadn't done that, we wouldn't be together. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, because when we met, he identified as straight, and now he's like, well, yeah. I'm in love with you, so. Yeah, and it's about dip? the personality. Yeah. That's so. so what you said there really kind of like stung me a little bit, I think. So, again, very, very similar story. Along the sort of path to coming out, I was... I was depressed and I was seeing a counsellor and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, I kind of had to go through that to accept within me that it was okay to not be straight anymore, (laughs) anymore. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's like, it's a really difficult thing to accept to yourself, I think, along the way. And I felt the same as you in that there's a huge, huge part of me that really wishes I knew this like 20 years earlier, even that would have like, I could have had a youth of exploring things and what have you instead of just being this old fogey (laughs) you know um who's who's gonna probably die alone with a house full of dogs but you know it's like and then there comes that point where i really really wish that i hadn't had to go through it that way but equally going through it that way has given me this huge level i think of empathy for other people in the same situation so things like not labeling people that don't want to be bloody labeled that's yeah. in there because it's like look maybe they are maybe they aren't but a they might not even bloody know yet b it's up to them don't you take that away from them that's their story to tell yeah exactly all right then let's talk about something a little bit happier so okay Okay, go back to Drag Race. So I found with Drag Race, and I think it was interesting to talk to Kate the other week because I think she challenged a few of my preconceptions with stuff. So I've said that I really, really struggle with this separating art from the artist thing. So there are people that do terrible things and I really, really struggle to then watch that thing. So certain children's book authors, for example, has entirely ruined their series for me. I cannot like even look at it. Like I've got a Gryffindor mug in my cupboard that's in my cupboard and I will probably never touch it again because I look at it and go, that's been tainted. Um, (laughs) But with Drag Race, I realised talking to Kate that um, I I separate art from the artist with RuPaul all the time. So like RuPaul isn't not problematic um you know with the whole fracking stuff allegedly um (laughs) and like drag race itself i feel has had a problematic past like rupaul has said some things that haven't been okay like when he first said that he'd never have trans people on for example because it wasn't real drag or whatever and you know he's since rolled back on that and changed his mind on it Um, But I've noticed that Drag Race is doing some better things these days. Like um, the example I gave Kate was the the fact that they crowned um, Lawrence Chaney, for example. So for decades, if you weren't basically a supermodel when you were in drag, you weren't winning that crown. You had to be thin and skinny and pretty. Yeah, It didn't matter that you were a comedy queen. It was irrelevant. Do you feel like they've made decent steps in the last few years? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, like, I remember on the first few seasons, 
when like RuPaul would call into the workroom, the announcement was, "Hey, you've got she-mail." Yes, yeah, which is uh, disgusting. I, yeah, that's what that's one of those jokes that feels like really, really kind of ignorant. Where it's like, "Hey, that's a funny thing on the AOL." announcement yeah. i get what you're doing but also did nobody say to you maybe that's not the best maybe idea not. yeah um and also uh, rupaul has changed what he says when they start a uh maxi challenge now mm. so instead of it being uh Gentlemen, start your engines and may the best woman win. Yeah. It's now... It's races. Races, start races, your engines. start your engines and may the best drag queen win. Yeah. Um, See? Which Tiny is, like, change. It's a, more, it's a more inclusive way of yeah. referring to everyone. And, mm -hmm. um, especially with uh, Bimini Bamboo Lash and Ginny Lemon being on this season of UK's Drag Race. Um, they both identify as non-binary. Uh, I think they're both gender fluid. Mm. Um, that was the, wonderful, wasn't it? No. Yeah, their conversation that they had was so just heartwarming to see um, two people just living their truth, mm -hmm. just getting on with it and just being able to have a conversation about it is really, really good to see because a lot of people... A lot of times, like, they'll just have one person representing a yes. uh, community and then they don't really get a chance to talk about it because no one else knows about it, you know? Yeah. So, and it um, almost opened it up to kind of like the wider population as well in that you've got two non-binary people having this conversation. They're talking about what it means to them to see somebody else who's non-binary. Yeah. And it's on, you know, it's on a national television show that everybody bloody watches. And for, to, to yeah. see them having that conversation is just lovely. Yeah, it was really, really good. Who are you rooting for for US Drag Race? Oh, Gottmik. <laughs> 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 oh, that was a silly question, wasn't it? Who's no in bias. the final? Um, I can't remember who's in the final. It's uh, Got Mick, yeah. Simone, Rosé, Candy Muse. Oh, I do like Candy. Yeah. It, I, 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 think... I, I like all of them, to be honest. They're really good. I think either Simone or Got Mick will yeah. I like I like Candy, but I think I'd be rooting for Got Mick because, again, I want Drag Race to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Crown a trans man, Roo. Come on, let's do it. Let's go, son. <laughs> okay, I would like you to tell me who your slay of the day is, please. So hold oh on. Because this is kind of new. I didn't bring this in last week because I was trying... Hey, talking about language, I was trying to work out the most inclusive way of saying this because I couldn't say gay of the day because that felt too restrictive. I couldn't say queer of the year because I was also aware that some people don't want to be called queer and I don't want to assign that to somebody who doesn't want it. So I had a word with our friend Teddy Surgery <laughs> <laughs> who came up with slay of the day. Um, so basically I want to talk about, because this whole thing is about elevating queer voices and talking to people in the LGBT plus community. I also want you to teach me somebody new, preferably. So tell me who your slay of the day is. Well, I was originally thinking of uh, mentioning Abby Thorne. Okay. Uh, she is amazing. What she's doing on 
YouTube, basically giving away a philosophy degree for free <laughs> um, through the medium of costumes and song is uh, brilliant, I think. But I have decided to nominate Dorian Electra as okay. my Slayer of the Day. Uh, they are a non-binary uh, music artist, and they are very like high concept, high <laughs> production, high high everything. Yeah, <laughs> just um, absolutely. Well, their first album was called Flamboyant, and it was <laughs> it was definitely that. <laughs> Um, let me tell you so like Um, I googled them I didn't know who they were until you mentioned who they were so I googled them off the back of your recommendation right and I think there are two completely diametrically opposite songs that I found that probably illustrate how diverse they are so we okay. had this really beautiful cover like a, she like they um they just sat on a like a box with a guitar and they're singing F the world which is a, just a cover of F the world and it's just this really really beautiful um and it's really me- it's mentioned in the comments as well because they've dressed up in more like a fem femme presentation and I, I think looking through their videos they sort of mess around with their presentation quite a lot which i really enjoyed so they've got this really really beautiful cover of f the world and then i found a cover of shape of you by ed sheeran (laughs) and it's them seemingly in a car park sat in a cardboard box with a microphone and someone just like spinning the camera around them and they're they're singing it's almost like it's an auto-tuned type thing it's just like it's the weirdest cover i've seen in my life but i thought I'm kind of down for it. I think I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think another good comparison is uh, from their first album, Flamboyant. I love, uh, I love that their, their album's the, called Flamboyant. <laughs> the title uh, song of the album, in the video, there's like uh, shots of them like playing at this giant... A beautiful white piano. There's shots of them like laying down on a fur rug in a robe with a rose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then to sort of mirror that with uh, their newest album, which is called My Agenda. Mm. Um, they've got a song called uh, Milady. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, which is basically the video is them and a few of their friends like sat in this weird green dark room playing video games there's doritos <laughs> everywhere <laughs> bottles of mountain dew they oh, dress shit. up as like an uh, a hot sexy elf um <laughs> and sort of dance around on a pole and cover themselves in mountain dew as well and it i, it, I just everything is like a parody of a parody almost of like pop culture and meme culture and yeah uh like internet culture as a whole like how people react to things like incels but then also like instagram influencers and stuff like that they they will just like make fun of everything and also like make everything fun if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that's something you wanted to touch on, isn't it? In the, um, in terms of like more positive 
representation in terms of media. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to mention uh, representation in more of a, I guess, negative perspective. Because, okay. uh, like, media in recent years has got a lot better. Um, has it? <laughs> in, in, like, having more uh, LGBTQ <laughs> characters yeah, yeah. i suppose in, in um, terms of quantity yeah <laughs> there the, are more the, people the, the quality is uh not so great mm -hmm. um because a lot of the representation that we have is very is very negative like for instance the kill all your gays trope yeah. where a gay person in a film or a tv show will like have some trials and tribulations and then at the end they manage to solve everything and they find the love of their life and everything's lovely and then they get killed off for mm -hmm. for reasons that are unknown to most people do you um, think the quickest example of that is in supernatural because i didn't really watch supernatural because i don't know much about it but one of the <gasps> brothers came out as gay <laughs> and then in the same episode it was like he's going to hell now <laughs> oh that was uh that <laughs> That was the angel Castile, actually. Yeah. Um, he was he confessed his love for one of the brothers. Oh right, um, okay. He also made a deal with a demon. Of course, it could no, be one of the uh, brothers because that's the main character. Uh, no, main character can't be gay. No, exactly. It's not okay. Um, <laughs> uh, he basically made a deal with a demon that when he found the thing that made him the happiest, he would go to super hell. <laughs> so not just hell. He went to super, super hell. hell. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he confessed his love for one of the main characters and instantly went to super hell. That's incredible. Was it the second he confessed as well, or was it, it was just like like a couple of minutes after? Like <laughs> he just gone. It's like oh cool, <laughs> all right, love that, um, love that for him, <laughs> love that for him. Hope you're happy. Um, Jesus Christ, why is another... that a thing? Yeah, like... well we know why that's a thing because of the bloody Hayes Code. If you were gonna be, if you were gonna be gay, we had to dispose of you somehow, because we can't promote heterosexuality. No homosexuality. I don't think we should promote heterosexuality. <laughs> uh, another one that comes to mind. Um, I had to stop watching it actually because of what they did. Uh, okay. Was Oranges of the New Black? Oh right. Okay. Um, I, spoilers, I guess, if anyone wants to watch it. Spoilers for that um, show that has, has not finished now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers um, for that that show from a little while back. Uh so in season four um, Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, one of the one of the girls in the prison, um, she goes through quite a lot of stuff. Mm. Um and she like towards the end of the series, everything sort of gets cleared up and she's quite happy and she's got a girlfriend and things are getting better for her um but then right at the end of the series uh one of the guards of the prison kneels on her back and kills her um and i guess uh a trigger warning for anyone that's not okay with poc um being treated 
like they're not human mm. um but they also left her body uh, on the floor in the canteen for three days no i forgot about that aspect of it jesus i had like i had to stop watching the show because i was like i cannot i can't like i watch tv shows like this that have people like me in it to escape and i don't want my escapism to involve people in my community Mm -hmm. dying or being treated in that way like i think they're important stories to tell like it's a sin is a great tv show yeah yeah um and it's very important for us to know what has happened in our community in the past and it's important to know like how we were treated and Mm. like we should learn from our elders and stuff but also like that's a horrible thing to have to experience like obviously it was horrible for the people that had to actually go through it but Mm. to have that be one of the only representations of our stories in media is really disheartening like I was terrified to come out to my mum because the only experience of coming out stories I'd had were people on TV mm. being disowned by their parents or worse, yeah. you yeah. know? Um, and I think we really need to question why our stories always have to have sad or negative connotations to them mm. when like we're just people living our lives why can't we have like cheesy hallmark christmas films where one lesbian uh, works in an office and she hates christmas and then she meets another lesbian who loves christmas and they get together and finally the first lesbian sees the joy of christmas and they fall in love and it's all very nice so, that's it. So I'm going to ask you a question. Have you seen Happiest Season? No. Oh my God, that, you need to see it, Happiest have Season. Have I just described Happiest so, Season? <laughs> so basically, I mean, it's got its own issue where obviously, because there has to be disruption in a story, because that's just how storytelling works. But And the disruption is around... Oh God, I can't even remember because I only remember the happy bits. Um, but the disruption is around their sexuality in some way. Oh, that's it. I know what it is. It's because one of them hasn't come out to her parents. That's what the thing is. So it all becomes this big drama and it had to involve their sexuality for some reason. So I wish that hadn't been the disruptor. But that whole movie is about... One of them's massively into Christmas. The other one isn't that bothered by it. And then they go and meet her parents and they have this lovely Christmas together and all this kind of stuff, other than the fact that she's not telling her parents she's gay. But the whole thing is so beautiful. Um, It's genuinely a happy movie. I want to say, I want to caveat it's a sin, just on the basis that I completely agree with what you're saying, that everything is so bloody miserable and everybody's getting killed and all this kind of stuff. The only reason I would caveat it's a sin is because it feels to me like that's the kind of story that we should have heard in the 80s. And I oh, don't yes. think we heard it. I agree. Because like I even, because I was around when those um, gravestone adverts were happening. Or the, you know, it's a killer, blah, blah, blah. And it's the really weirdest thing because of the way that my household was and the way the society was. In my brain, I'd always assumed that that advert specifically basically said it's attacking gay men. 
I honestly remembered it as that. And I've watched it back since and it doesn't say that at all. It, it does basically say everybody's at risk because everybody was at risk. It kind of said, you know, gay men were higher risk, if I remember rightly. But of course, all the straight people watched that and went, oh, well, we're fine. It's, it's just killing off the gays. It's all fine. Um, so I feel like for It's a Sin, it was heartbreaking. But I also feel like I, I came away from it feeling like it was a story that these men had never had told before because they were ignored the entire time that that was going on. Yeah. Nobody was paying attention to them because they, did, they didn't care. They were just like, oh, well, the gay people are dying, whatever. And no one saw their suffering. Um, to go back to happier representation again, I want to, to talk to you about Love, Victor, which I know you haven't seen yet. Yeah. But, oh, my God, that is joyful. I have an opinion on the ending. <laughs> Okay. because no spoilers but basically it ends really really abruptly they've clearly gone end it on a cliffhanger we're gonna get a second season presumably but i hate series doing that because if you don't get a second season then you're fucked right but um yeah in terms of love victor there is an episode eight in particular and i'll probably touch on this with you in a minute um there is a there's a section where he basically finds his chosen family so while he's in the process of coming out to himself he discovers other people that are like him um and it's just absolutely beautiful it broke me i was in absolute floods of happy tears by the end of it because it was just so nice and i'm trying not to spoil it but again there's an aspect of because he didn't just have one queer friend he had a collection of queer friends and they were all able to give him different pieces of advice depending on what they'd been through. Yeah. And I feel like that was really, really important for his like coming out journey. Um, how do you feel about Chosen Family? Like, how have they, have you met any? Have you gained your own sort of queer community? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say that. Am I in it? It's going to get very, very cheesy and I might cry. Oh, but... please. <laughs> please. I love a bit of emotion, as you know. <laughs> oh, Tibbs! I didn't know you were actually going to cry. Bless you. Are you all right? We can move on to yeah, something else. Like, I'll cut this like, out. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I wasn't Tibble. actually expecting to cry. That just, like, came out. Are they, are they happy tears, at least? Ooh, yes, they are. Okay. Um, so, I would say that literally... Everyone that I've met this year on Twitch right. is my chosen family because, like, everyone's been so supportive. I've literally, I literally do not have a bad word to say about Terrible. anyone because everyone's been so lovely and supportive, and um, like everyone in their own way has like helped me throughout my journey, and it's just been amazing to have so much like positive energy from everyone yeah because i was i was genuinely terrified of coming out to my partner yeah when i shouldn't have been because i know that he's he's a great guy and i love him to bits but I, like the fear was still there because that's how we're like programmed to think 100 from the get-go basically mm -hmm. um but everyone was like well if he loves you then he'll accept you and then if not fuck him you yes. Yeah. You're better than <laughs> that. That was okay. the, like <laughs> that was the census for everybody. And <laughs> we took a poll and we all yeah. decided if he didn't accept you, then fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, it was just yeah, like and like people have been helping me with my Twitch journey, I suppose, and then like 
if I need help with anything like related to me or my journey or anything people are always like eager to help out and like I know I like maybe outside of streams I won't talk to people a lot because I'm quite mm-hmm. anxious I'm like a nervous person as it goes um but like I know that if I ever needed to speak to someone like it'd be like right there for me and that is the most important thing I think I absolutely love everyone oh, <laughs> that nice. I've met this year it's, it's re- like I I think my journey would have been a lot different if I hadn't have yeah. met everyone because I like that first night that I watched that video I basically messaged um one of our friends and was like mate <laughs> I need to speak to someone about this, and he was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's let's jump through it." <laughs> um, and then pretty much like straight after that, I came out in his Discord server, and everyone yeah. was like, "Cool, yeah, great, love you." <laughs> and I was like, "Cool, I love you as well." And it was just a really positive like. I don't really know how to describe it, but it was just like the best feeling that I've ever had. Oh, nice. To just be surrounded with people that were like 100% there for who I am and what what I was about. That's so you know? lovely. It's, it's interesting because, I mean, I say the same thing about Twitch family. Like, I feel like this year I've met more people that are on my wavelength than ever before and I'm, I'm you know I'm talking about people that know for like 15 years or whatever I consider my twitch family to be yeah. closer than those people similar reasons because it's like I mean it's no secret that I was in a fairly horrific abusive marriage so I came out of that even though I went through counseling I, I did have some baggage associated with it so it was like if I'm too clingy I'm too clumsy I'm too this that and the other too fat whatever um yeah. Like, which is just stuff that he used to tell me and this year I think in terms especially in terms of accepting my label as well the Twitch lot have done more for me than anybody ever has because it was 100%. like they just accept you entirely as you are I mean me and Louis are like BFFs for life I think after this and this is somebody I only met you know 10 months ago yeah. <laughs> um, but she's somebody who refuses to let me talk myself down ever when I said on stream that I wasn't straight, but I didn't know what the label was and all this kind of stuff, everyone was like, it's okay, we love you anyway, it's all right, we're still here. And it's like you say, it's the fact that other people accept you in the entirety of who you are. It's it's something incredibly validating about it. It's like, no one gives a shit. Do what you want. We love you for you. Who cares? Yeah. Like, when I came out to my partner, he said... In a nicer way than I'm going to say, I will paraphrase. <laughs> Here we but, go. Please don't <laughs> cancel your partner says. live on stream. That would be awful. <laughs> Before anyone even knows who he is. like um, He basically said, I don't care mm-hmm. what what you are, who you are. Like, as long as you are still you as, like, your personality, you, you can do whatever you want. And I don't care because I just love you mm-hmm. and not like anything other than that like he's not I'm not in love with the agenda I'm not in love with 
the way you look, I'm in love with you, and that's all that matters. So if you want to, like, change it up or <laughs> change it up, <laughs> change it up, change it up. Um, <laughs> if you like, if he was like, if you feel that you're, if that's who you are, then that's who you are, and I still love you. Mm-hmm. But I, it like it doesn't affect me either way. And I was like, okay. <laughs> It went a lot better than I was expecting, but cool. Mm. <laughs> no, I th- I think a lot of not to like keep going back to it, but like a lot of representation that we do have is like when you come out, it's very very traumatic. Mm. Not just for you, but to the people that you come out to as well. So yeah. When you're planning to come out to someone, a lot of the time, you you spend more time thinking about how it will affect the other person rather than yeah. how how it affects you, you know? 100%. Like, uh, when I came out to my mum, we went to a, uh, we met up in a country park, all safe and COVID-free, like, <laughs> Socially distanced from humans. Um... <laughs> And I told her, and I was fully prepared for her to, like, scream at me and get up and walk away and never speak to me again. I was like, okay, this this is, like, I need to tell her now, and if that's how she reacts, that's fine, because wow. I just need to be me. Yeah. And that, that's just something I'm going to have to work through and deal with. But she just sat there for a few minutes, <laughs> like, in silence, <laughs> and just went, okay, I don't get it, but it's okay. <laughs> Okay. I was All like, right. Okay. Cool. Thanks, mum. So that's a step. <laughs> um, like my mum's quite a sheltered person. She always has been from like, uh, from when she was a kid to now. Um, I think it's to do with that sort of generation where yep. they don't. They're not willfully ignorant. They're just they won't go and learn something until it affects them yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. as she was like yeah i don't i don't know anything about trans people yeah i don't barely know anything about lgbt in general so you'll have to like help and explain but like i'm here for you because you're my child <laughs> like and that's not gonna not be true whatever your gender is you know oh mate so lovely um, like obviously there's gonna be some things because like where like because obviously she's sort of like expected that my life would go on a sort of trajectory of maybe having kids or uh, getting married in a wedding dress or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that is that's something that I've dealt with already. Like, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Put that away. Um, but I understand that that's something that she's got to process herself because that. Yeah. Like, as someone's child, you are like basically a part of that person do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean in a Mm -hmm. way yeah um 
so I I think it's fine for people to, I suppose, mourn hmm. uh, a loss of a person, but I think that that can't overtake the new person that you are. Yeah. Like, they still need to accept that, that the person that they thought you were doesn't exist and that you just need to get on with that. Mm. Like, I'm not going to pretend to be a woman just because it would make you happy. Yeah. I'm going to be me. I do feel like sometimes it's, it can be really, really painful when you come out to say your parents and they don't immediately go, oh, OK, that's fine. And I think what really helped me with that aspect, because, I mean, my parents are getting a lot better and I'll talk about that in a minute now. But um, for me, when I came out, obviously, I've I've spent like by that point, I'd had like three or four years of mulling it over, going back and forth, working out, oh, my God, am I, am I not? So I've had that much time to become used to it. And it's, you know, it's taken you that long to admit it to yourself that you aren't heteronormative. So to yeah. then you tell then tell your parents and you've got I think you've got to bear in mind that they've just heard this news because you spent four years worrying about it. They haven't had that four years. Yeah, um, yeah. But I also find that since that happened, they've become so much better about stuff. So I, I presume my parents are from the same generation yours was, which was their media representation was all all the gay people are bad. They're all going to die of AIDS. None of them can be happy, whatever. Yeah. Um, so like to the point where when I was a kid and I, I call this like that death by a thousand cuts thing. So little things they used to say, they were never outrightly homophobic, but yeah. there would be things like we'd be watching Coronation Street and there would be two men in bed together just talking as in they'd woken up in the morning. They were having a chat to each other like partners do. And my dad once went, oh, do we have to watch this before the watershed? I remember thinking, wow, Liz McDonald is sat on a man's face in the middle of a pub. You're fine, fine with that. Two men having a chat, not so much. So it's like, you know, stuff like that used to shut me down entirely where I was just like, well, well, that can never be you. But since I've come out to them, I'm finding that they're obviously doing their own research in some description. So like a couple of months ago, my father came over to my house and went, what does cis mean? (laughs) I was like, where is this? come from but i'll tell you what a cis person is yeah. fine and then they asked i also asked me what an asexual was and i went so clearly i think you're you basically you're going down the alphabet the lgbt plus <laughs> list and going right what are all these people what are okay. they doing? what's the b what's the t so where's it, this i come from yeah okay it's, it's almost yes, like because they've now got a vested interest in it They've suddenly gone, oh, well, I will take an interest in your community almost. And it's like, yeah. I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to do some research. And yeah. I love the fact that, you know, they're in their 60s now. And yet they're learning new shit. <laughs> yeah, like I had a similar thing with my mum. Because when I was coming out, when I came out to her, sorry, um, I was wearing my pink and purple tracksuit that I got from Boohoo Man, can I say. <laughs> Um, that's that's illegal (laughs) (laughs) I told her and she was like well if you're a man why are you wearing pink and purple and I was like oh no listen we're not having this conversation right now (laughs) (laughs) like she said it as a joke but like I knew what she was getting at Um, but she's also she does want to learn she does want to like know and 
my mum's got a bit of a issue with um, googling things and then finding the first <laughs> <laughs> right wing article that comes up and reading that oh, and being Jesus. like, "Oh, this is the truth." The right wingers um, are very good at SEO as well, so you've got to be careful. Uh, and like she'll. She knows that that's not the way to go because she's been corrected by a few people about having opinions on things that she doesn't actually know anything about. Um, so she's like asked me to like send her things for her and like send her like video essays. Like I asked her to watch Abby's coming out video because I was like, this is what mm. made it like easy to understand for me. So maybe it'll work for you as well. So give it a watch and then let me know how you feel and um like she's been really good she's been like studying like she's got a test next week <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so cute <laughs> oh. but yeah um something else that she said to me that it kind of it like took me aback in a way because I was I was on the phone to her and I said, oh, I'm going to speak to my dad this week. Um, they're not together and haven't been since I was like three. And I was like, oh, I don't really know how he's going to be. And she said, oh, um, it'll probably be fine. Um, he'll probably be like I was. Uh, he'll be a bit confused, think that it's come out of nowhere, but in the end it'll be fine. And I was like, what, what do you mean it's come out of nowhere? And she was like, well didn't really see it coming and it occurred to me that like I'd been like hiding this big thing since I was like 16 I hadn't told anyone really yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I only started telling started telling people when I was about 20 and that was strangers on the internet because I felt that was safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it just really put it into perspective for me of how, like, I felt like I had to hide it for so long, mm. and that I couldn't be truthful about it. It's awful. Uh, yeah, it's really, really sad. It's just the the society we live in. It puts it. I think that's why people get so depressed when they're hanging on to this gigantic secret. It weighs so heavy on you that it's like, how can you do anything else? Like if I'm going, like I started a new job when just when I was working out that I wasn't straight. And it was like, I was working at walking into the office going, do I say anything? Do I not? Because my old workmates sort of knew that that was possibly going to be a thing. And these guys obviously don't know me at all. And day one... <laughs> Um, the person that I managed works in London and they'd come down to spend the week with me in Cardiff and we spent the week together and day one she basically frog marched me into the LGBT plus network and I was like oh well I'm out of this job then and I <laughs> amazing but, but I got a rainbow lanyard out of it so you know it wasn't all bad <laughs> the best oh, it's lovely um, do you want to have a little chat about Lindsay Ellis at all? Because I was re-watching her video, her pop culture transphobia video again last night. Yes. And I think she touches on some really interesting points. Yeah, sure. What do you make of it? Um, I really enjoyed that video that she made. Um, she basically goes into... Uh, 
how uh, like depictions of trans and non-binary people in the media aren't technically homophobic <laughs> but <laughs> technically in heavy air quotes <laughs> yeah the biggest you can do <laughs> um but they sort of oh i can't think of the word they encourage the thought process of like these people are quite dangerous mm. and also look at look at this they're also part of this community what what could that mean mm. Mm, much to think about i think Lindsay um, was quite good about pointing out that the reason it's not technically transphobic or homophobic or have you is because they're going oh yeah but see it's a cis man and he's dressing mm. up as a pervert he's in women's clothes so he's a pervert and it's like yeah but you're also you're not a, you're not helping like actual trans women who are women, let's not forget. Yeah. They're not men dressing up in dresses. And you're also yeah. making these big proclamations of, oh, well, the thing is, in, and we know it's not you. You have the right to live. But, you know, if you are a cis man that dresses up like a lady, A, that's a bit weird. And B, you could just walk into women's bathrooms. And I feel like going, if cis men want to walk into women's bathrooms and commit assault, they don't have to dress up first. They could just walk yeah, in. They're not going to get their gender changed no. just so they can walk into a bathroom and assault someone. They're not going to go through three years of gender reassignment clinics to, just to go and commit an assault. <laughs> That's not what's going to happen. Not. Yeah, it's just baffling to me. It's remarkable. But- think because she also quotes jk rowling's book the one where she has a, a quote-unquote cis man uh dressing up like a woman to commit murders and things because he gets access to, to safe lady spaces and it's one of those things where i haven't read the book because i cannot face giving that woman any money but they any more money i should say <laughs> used to give her a lot of money um um but they literally read out quotes of it and they've got hate bomber guy reading out aspects of this book and there are points where he breaks down halfway through because he's like what the fuck what she he says i know you asked me to read this stuff and i thought there's no way it's going to be this bad and it's just the way yeah. that it's phrased and it's just so offensive and you just think who hurt you who hurt you to put this into words and just literally go after the trans community? Yeah, it's bizarre because I, when I was growing up, I really, really loved Harry Potter, and I still have mm-hmm. have a lot of feelings about Harry Potter because it. I can't deny that it helped me be the person that I am today. Yeah, and that is something that I have to wrestle with a lot because she who must not be named is a terrible, terrible woman. Um, and the thing is, like, I can kind of understand in a way uh, with the death of the author stuff mm-hmm. where I think that it's a very personal thing to decide whether you can or can't separate the art from the artist. Yep. 
because, like, for instance, I used to really like Chris Brown's music, but I cannot listen to it now because of Ditto. the terrible, <laughs> terrible things that he's done. Yeah. Um, if he's on the radio, I switch it off. I can't listen to him. But I enjoy not so much Harry Potter just strictly what JK Rowling has written mm-hmm. but more the community and the the world that she created yeah. and the things that fans make with it themselves because I think that for a lot of art once you put it into the world it's not yours anymore. Mm-hmm. It is the pro- property of the fans. Yeah. And they can interpret it however they like. Uh, so, for instance, when I was young and I was trying to figure out who I was and what was going on in this little tiny brain of mine. <laughs> um, huge brain. Massive. <laughs> huge. <laughs> huge. Galaxy brain. Galaxy brain. Um, I, I think it's the fourth book that she comes into it, but Nymphadora Tonks. Right. Yeah, I think it's a, go- a really... not Goblet of Fire, the other one. Order of the Phoenix, I think. Oh, right, right. Um, was a really important character for me um, because I felt that she was like a really good representation for non-binary people. Okay. Um, she's a, a metamorphagus, which means <laughs> she can uh, change her appearance at will. Yeah. Um and she was such a like powerful person and she always stood up for what was right. <laughs> she didn't like take crap from anyone. She was just like her and her beliefs were like at the core of her personality and they were always the like most important thing. And I can't believe that it's really well. It's really hard to believe that a a character like that could come out of the mind of a woman like I know. J.K. Rowling. I think that's the bit that probably hurt the most is the fact that she created this entire world, which its whole thing was about being yourself, being better than you know, not being judged by where you came from. So you know, Harry is allegedly this poor boy who lives under the stairs. He's got a terrible family, but he becomes something better. Admittedly, he inherits an awful lot of money. Which, which that's a whole other thing in it. <laughs> and then at the end of the story, she turns him into the wizard police. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like, um, I think Lindsay talks about it in her thing about Tonks as well, in that she talks about, like, she, she does Tonks wrong in a lot of ways as well. It's like, you know, that oh, whole yeah. thing about losing all the colour in her hair when she doesn't get enough werewolf dick was one of the comments. <laughs> Heteronormative. Tonks must only be with a man, and if she can't get a man, then something is wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, all right. So there is some final sort of good stuff that I've been looking into since we had a chat last time. So there are some... I don't know if you've seen any of these, but have you seen Pose? No, I've been meaning to watch it because it's meant to be very, very good. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to send you some homework. I'm going to give you some trans homework. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Pose, um, that was on the list because it was produced, written and directed by a trans woman of colour. 
and it's got multiple transactors in it, which is incredible. I watched a clip of it and I was like, yes, queen. Go on. Because there's this whole thing about one of the trans women stands up to a cis woman to basically. Oh, call I've her. Seen you that must clip. have seen is the that clip. In a, in a restaurant where yes. she like, stands up from the table. And she's yes, like, just because you got knocked up and daddy paid for an abortion and all this kind of stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, it's perfection. I love the idea of it. Um, Sense8, which I didn't watch enough of, I don't think. But that's by the Wachowski sisters, which I, I didn't even realise. I'd watched a bunch of it. Yeah, I've seen the first episode, I think, mm. uh, when it first came out. And then you know how media is these days. There's a lot. Media! <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I saw, I thought was really good. Yeah, I need to go back, I think. I think for me that got tainted because, again, that was like, ex-husband liked it, so you're not allowed to like it. <laughs> yeah, tainted. And the last one, I want, also want, well, you also need to see Happier Season because Happier Season is happy, happy, happy queer Christmas movie. Um, I'm so excited to watch this one. Difficult People. I was, I was tr- struggling to find it um, yesterday, so I need, to, I need to have another look. But there's a thing called Difficult People and there's a trans comedian called Shakina Nafak in it. And she okay. plays a woman called Lola. And Lola's whole thing is she's like, she's quite abrasive. And it's like, she's a bit of an asshole, but it's also like, she's she's unapologetic. She is who she yeah. is. And I think there's a quote from Shakina who was just like, you're going to love her because she's not under anybody. She's not struggling with anything. She's confident with who she is. And she's just a knobhead. <laughs> Amazing. That's, that's the kind of representation we want to see. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the only thing that I can think of in terms of positive representation is uh, some of you may think I'm losing my marbles a little bit here, but I'm going to say an episode of Black Mirror. Okay. <laughs> um, called uh, San Junipero. I love San Junipero. It's so precious. It's such a good episode. Um, I don't really want to spoil it. Um, but it's... surely you can at this point because everyone. Oh, it is. Yeah, everyone Come in the LGBT community has seen it anyway because everyone <laughs> loves it, and also it's like <laughs> it's how um... how old is that now? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, it's basically like a world on the internet where your uh, conscious gets uploaded, and you can basically live out your life as you want um and two uh two women meet in the i can't even remember what it's called but they meet inside this thing and it's the (laughs) the loveliest experience it's like if ready player one wasn't shit yes (laughs) that's what that's what it is if ready player one was gayer and not shit it would be san junipero (laughs) i have many opinions about ready player one (laughs) But that's for a different podcast. Dibble, is there anything else that you would like to get off your chest? I think maybe on the back of the representation discussion. Okay. Um, I think feeling like you have to be the representation that you want to see. Nice. Um, can be more of a burden than anything else because a lot of the time people kind of like expect things from you if you are like a sole 
the sole person that's <laughs> representing what you're representing, you know. So many questions, Dibs. That's what you're getting at, isn't it? So many questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I came out in work um, after being away for a long, long time uh, because of my health. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I basically came out over the phone to my manager. She hung up. Uh, rang me the next day at like seven a.m. and was like, "I didn't ask you your pronouns. What are they? Also, what does cisgender mean?" And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa." <laughs> um, and <laughs> you were the sole trans also... teacher at this point. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's also the from certain. I don't know how to word this without. Oh God! Getting myself <laughs> in trouble. Um... <laughs> if it's that bad, I'll cut it out of the audio. Okay. Well, like this is more for like workplace spaces, I suppose. But there's also sometimes there's an issue when people come out; they are suddenly the token <laughs> LGBTQ person. <laughs> Uh, who has to attend every diversity and inclusion meeting and has to go to all of these special events because they are the LGBTQ person. And it's like, well, I appreciate the opportunities you're giving me. Um, but also, I'm just a person. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to live my life. Yeah. And that's all I want to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want my job to be any different from how it was before I was away i just want to be yeah i'm basically the same person i was before you are the same I've got person a different haircut yeah and my chest is a bit flatter yeah you're the same that's person it. you just look a little bit different and that's fine yeah yeah, it's all yeah good. exactly um, okay but that's that's it i think all right uh where can people find you on the internet darn it double uh they can find me in various places on the internet at the handle darn it dibble i am on twitch and instagram and twitter i believe (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm in those places um uh i'm hoping to be streaming a bit more okay uh uh, hopefully if all goes well i'll be doing fundraising streams once a month oh amazing do you know who you're going to be fundraising for yeah the first uh, fundraising stream that I'm going to do hopefully in the first couple of weeks of May um, is for a community interest company called Heads Above the Waves who are a group of people who uh, raise money for and do uh, workshops on uh, how to deal with depression and self-harm um and they they're a they're a group of people that are really important to me Mm. um they helped me a lot when i was um trying to figure myself out and dealing with a lot of emotions and feelings that i didn't really know what to do with yeah Um, they're lovely lovely people they their goal is to create merch with a message. Okay. So 
the the main guy behind it, Sai, his idea was basically like, you know, with band t-shirts and stuff, like when you see a person wearing a t-shirt that has a band that you listen to on it, you're like, oh, that person's cool. I could probably have a conversation with them if I wanted to. <laughs> um, he wanted to do the same thing with, uh, but with mental health and uh, mental health positivity. So all of the designs um, are focused around that. Like they have a, a t-shirt and a hoodie that says self-love is punk rock. Nice. Uh, nice. There's a sweater that they have that says, uh, I'm glad you exist along the sleeves. I've seen and, that. I love that one. Yeah. Um, they've got like loads of uh, accessories and stuff as well. I got some pronoun badges from them i can only find the one but there it is <laughs> if if you can see what does it, it says say they. it says, oh, it says uh, they. i go by they i go by I've they. Got one that says i go by he as well uh there's somewhere around here um but anyway like they <laughs> so for they audio go... people it's bad just to say i go by they and i go by he because <laughs> dibs they can't Sorry. see the screens <laughs> i know how podcasts work <laughs> um but yeah, uh, they don't make any money off the merch that they sell. All of the money goes towards uh, working on the workshops that they create and helping young people um, deal with their issues. So hopefully um, next month I will be raising some money for them. So Amazing. Cool. Okay, I look forward to that. Thank you for joining me today, my lovely Darnit Ball, And then we will catch up again soon. See you love soon. You. Bye. Love you too. That was No Straight Answers with this week's guest, the adorable Darnit Dibble. What an absolute sweetheart. If you want to find him all over the internet, his details will be in the description below. Thanks for joining me. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.